I mean, I get paid for watching this garbage, but what's your excuse? Hey, welcome everybody to our newest and latest episode of the uh, Underrated Podcast. With us, the Undercast Company. Uh, before I intro this thing, I want to say uh, what's up to all the hosts today. Uh, we've got Derek. Yo. Alan. Yo, what up? We got Ariel. Hi. And then we got me, Fred. So uh, today we bring you uh, probably one of the most i think underrated movies because it's never won an, uh, an academy award yet um there were a couple of razzes it, yeah but that's no that's that's no that's 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 disrespectful you could say um <laughs> uh, sometimes some movies get snuffed i want uh from the awards i want to say this one might have been oh, uh the from, caliber you're, of you're going you're going acting. deep with the awards huh it, it got a saturn award uh yeah it got a, it got no but i'm i'm talking about this uh, should be up there with like top tier movies of all time. Uh, for example, the the best movie ever, as uh, said in uh, Talladega Nights, was a uh, Highlander, and I think this is right up there with that movie. Uh, so we're talking about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Everybody, I, I don't want to keep you guys in the dark for this long. Uh, it's a it's oh. a fantastic movie. It came out in uh, what 1988. 88. Is, yep. You were the only one of us alive when it came out. Uh, yeah, I, w- I saw, but I didn't see it in '88. I was too young in '88 to watch this movie. I think I saw it in the '90s, because at that point I was a little bit older and I could uh, understand the intricacies of this movie. I might have been like ten. Um, it, you know what? The underlining tone. Uh, let's just say. Uh, so this movie, the director was James uh, Singun. Oh man, I'm so bad with names. Sig Norelli. Man, that's terrible. The writers were Sam Egan, uh, John Paragon. Uh, the stars? Uh, I mean, there were stars, I guess. But the best star was uh, Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Kaniki um, from, from Greece was in it. He was Kaniki, essentially. Yeah, Kaniki became an asshole. Okay, did you guys ever watch Pee Wee Herman show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, remember the, the guy, the, the genie <laughs> thing that would come out with just the head? Yeah. yeah, that that's um that was a yeah. gas station attendant in the movie in this movie, I believe, if I'm not uh, mistaken, because they have yeah. they have him credited as that. And then so, uh, what what's her name from um from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Like, he's a righteous dude, you know. Yeah, she's oh yeah, yeah she's in it, and then uh mm-hmm. oh yeah. Oh, speaking of Pee Wee Herman, there's a Pee Wee Herman doll in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. she, she and Hermie, Pee Wee were like they were friends. Yeah, yeah, it was like in her like little uh not her office her. Her, her green room dressing room. Her dressing yeah, room. Yeah, green. Yeah, yeah I remember I, I saw it because I was a kid. Fred had that doll, and it terrified the fuck Yo, out of me. what about... <laughs> oddly, oddly enough, uh, before I made this pick of this movie, because we'll go into some other stuff, I've been looking for that Pee Wee Herman doll uh, on eBay, and I found some, and I was going to get one, and I thought it would be really cool to invite you over and just have it staring at you somewhere. <laughs> no, it's uh, okay. I, 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 yeah. I've, I've come to terms with it. I I, no, I know, like I know. You think that? I know. You, you think, think that? that. Yeah, I've seen it in you, but person. you gave away I the I, I know. I, th- I, I think. I did. I did. I did. No, but I mean, okay. it's probably gonna be a while. I mean, let's be real. This is this quarantine. Who knows? He'll forget about it. Yeah, yeah. but no. Yeah. What I'm just saying, like, gotta, I think you gotta be like stealth with it so that I, it takes some. I think I'm just gonna put it in his car. Shelf this shit. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna his apartment. I'm gonna sneak into his car and I'm just gonna leave it there. And I'm gonna have a note and see, like, are you still over it? 
and, and go with that. But yeah, so the Metacritic score for this movie was uh, a 43. Uh, it, it it didn't do that well, uh, box office wise. Opening uh, the budget was seven million. Is it wait, wait no seven? Is that no? Wow. What? No, I don't. I don't. Even, I know. It, op- it made okay. a million dollars. It made a million dollars. Right. Yeah. Opening weekend. No, it says uh, estimated yeah, budget. It, it, estimated it, budget was like like seven point uh, five. Five point. Yeah, budget was seven point five million. Bucks, yeah. and it made five point five. So there you go. That's what it was. Not, okay, I was reading back. Good. Not good. Now, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Uh, I picked this movie because I love Elvira. She's cool. Mm-hmm. She's always been cool. Growing up, uh, this is one of those figures that you've seen in your life if you were a kid from the eighties. You know, uh, being born, you know, being in the 80s, 90s, because I was I was born in 85, coming up in the 90s, you you saw her. She was not Sperry Farm. I know a lot of people have seen her there. Yeah, she's had yeah, her show. I saw, shows. I saw her, her last uh, last show there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that I have been introduced there. I know, during her last show too. I I used to go to uh, remember when it was uh, not LA Comic Con, but it was uh, Stanley Kamikaze. Yeah, it was Kamikaze. She used to be there, mm-hmm. like in the very beginning of them. She was always there. Uh, she hasn't yeah. done it in a while. But we, know, I used to retired. see her all the time when we. She's retired. Yeah, she's like well, getting yeah, but close to seventy. She, she still True. does it. Well, once she still did him. Yeah, she, I know she, she tends to. Knows. It seems like she tends to do more of the horror conventions. I'm just saying there was there was a thing yeah. when when it was a Stan Lee Comic Con. There was a thing with mm-hmm. with her and him kind of. So they were both there all the time, and then all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. When it switched over to LA Comic Con, she was just not there anymore. So, like I said, it could be the retiring, or it could have been something behind the scenes. I have no idea. Yeah. But I just know that I used to see her all the time there. So I actually got to see her in person. I never went to get a signature because I don't have that kind of cash. But it's not that it's super expensive, but you know, I just don't carry that much cash. But I got to see yeah. her. I really walked close. Like I walked next as close as I could next to that booth just to see her, at least to be like I. I just I, to see. I saw, just to, no, no, no. To her. to see her, more respect, my man. All right, that's Elvira. Respect. I don't care if she's no, seventy. I went, I went up for she could be ninety-five. And you know what? She's she's still she's still a a beautiful woman. Oh, and stunning. She's beautiful. Yeah. With yeah. that, I'm gonna let you guys go. Uh, uh, first. Oh, wait, uh, one little thing. Yeah, go one ahead. One little thing. Uh, explain to because I know some people mm. are you know we we don't live in that oh, age anymore. Oh, where so where she is, what she did? Okay. Who is Elvira? So, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. The the way I caught her a few times, because uh, she was on TV, she was on everything, dude. Back back then, yeah, she was on a lot of stuff. But I guess uh, kind of like think of of Mystery Science Theater, but horror movies. You no, know, yeah, like uh, I want to say they were like, horror movies, but they were really bad it, movies. It, yeah, it's like it the, was, like, yeah, the late like night, Mystery Bright Science night, Theater, like yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, but it was it wasn't like Mystery Science because she wasn't like talking over the movie constantly no uh, no no she, was like she, would, she like, would pop in yeah yeah it'd be like oh uh-huh. here's the commercial she's like can you believe that bat was over there that's crazy you know yeah like, yeah like, and she was a pun about her boobs or something and that like, and that's where mm-hmm. she yeah and it was always like that. and that's where she got her the mistress of the dark because they were always mm-hmm. uh they were all supposed to be those horror movies but they were always the really bad ones and yeah she always had little quips to say uh they and yeah she's pretty much just the host for the for the movie that was going to come out and whatever the break she would come out kind of like when a and e does sometimes with her with her classic movies and you'll have that host kind of mm-hmm. come out and give a few things well instead yeah. hers were jokes and yeah, it, it, it worked mm-hmm. i mean it's it, like you vincent, know what? didn't vincent price do it and then i know yeah, uh-huh. back then in the 90s tnt had this thing called monster vision and they had a guy called joe bob briggs which now if anybody's interested in like seeing that kind of uh like horror host kind of thing hmm. 
on Shudder, you can watch The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs, and he does something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, his is more like, he shows a variety of horror movies. He does put like really shitty ones, but it's kind of in the same vein as Elvira. If, yeah. if yeah. anybody mm-hmm. wants like a modern... And there were, I, and I believe there were people before Elvira too that did it. Yeah. She just happened to become a personality out of it. And I mean, that's essentially where she started. And then it just, like I said, it's been in many different things that you've seen her. There's Funko Pops for her. Uh, there's a whole clothing line. Uh, I think it's like Creepsville. I can't remember what they're called, but they've got a bunch of Elvira merch that they sell, which is awesome. Uh, I'll try to find the name so you can Creepy put it down tough. there. Link them. But it, it's, oh yeah, it's, I no, it's, 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 it's like creepy it, co, creepy company like creepy co. I don't yeah, think so. Company. It's like creeps real like oh, something something something. I, oh, I'll, okay. I'll look him. I'll look him up. I'll, I'll let you know. But they they've done a lot of stuff with her. Uh, just in case anybody wants anything uh, of of her stuff. But yeah, so she's she's really been a, I, at least for for me being young and stuff like that. She's always been a name that's been out there. Uh, I don't know who, who else, what you would have nowadays that would be considered her, her level. But. Um, yeah, because like... it's a person, because it's a personality. I mean, yeah. yes, it, yeah. there hasn't really been many people like her. Uh, she, yeah, she acts because she has these movies. Uh, I know mm-hmm. there's there's another one that she had uh, recently came out. I can't really remember a couple years ago. Uh, another like uh, Elvira movie, but. It's one of those things that, like, yeah, she's a, she's a personality, had movies, was on different things. Uh, I mean, what more can you say? But I want to know what you guys thought about this movie before I spill my heart of love on this thing. Uh, can I start? So, yeah, go, go for it. it. Yeah, start. go for it. Um, so, quoting the movie, um, at least it had a moral. But I did like the moral. Um, and it's just, it is a very 80s movie. And it is, I, I mean, it, it gave me a laugh, which I guess, I guess that's what it's for. And that's why I kind of like yeah. enjoyed it. But there were moments where like, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm not as prudish, but there was like moments like, oh my gosh, like, especially with the picnic. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I, let me just oh, say like great. there was an act, yeah. uh, yeah. there was an impl- <clears throat> impl- implying of an act of, um, a woman get like making sure she got pleasured, and <laughs> yeah, she she sounds some dude's it, face. <laughs> okay, thank you. I wasn't gonna mention. I mean, that, that's yeah. pretty. I mean, in, in the day and age of WAP, uh, if you guys have not heard it with Cardi B, that's right. I make the stallion. Uh, I don't think that's that bad of of a thing to say. Yeah, no. Well, okay. She had she had yeah. uh, women empowerment, and she empowered herself as well. No, that's what that's what I want to talk about. Is that that's what the big takeaway of Elvira in general and of this movie is women empowerment and like Mm -hmm. you know she she even though you know she's showing off her boob she uh, 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 like extrudes like classiness and Mm -hmm. and in a way that a lot i really wish like the wop thing going on now would be (laughs) because it's like it's being it's being you know you're you are looking quote-unquote sexualized but you are cl- doing it with class and with, yes, I know my boobs are big, but they're, you know, this is how I like to dress, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I feel like she is a really good, um, what was that? Like, um, really good role model for, for girls and women. Yeah. Just speak, 
yeah, just because she's doesn't care what anybody thinks, you know, she'll she plays by her own fiddle. Like if somebody like tries to take advantage of her, she knocks them down to the ground. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like the, what the main thing that I really enjoyed about this movie of just, you know, the empowerment that she represents and and you know, it kind of that that surpasses her sexual sexuality, you know. Um, but overall, like, yeah, it, it's a funny movie, very 80s, um, very of its time. But it, it's, you know, you have to watch it for the not just the nostalgia, but the, you know, she was is it was a big part of horror history. You know, she she put her own stake in in this culture that, you know, is filled with, you know, the Halloweens, the more serious and scary things of like Halloween, Friday the 13th, you know, the Alfred Hitchcock, but, but, you know, is alongside the creep shows and, and, and all that. And so for me, like, just for that matter, I really do like, think that this movie should be watched. And, and on top of like the, the, um, you know, the morals of the movie. But yeah, it is an 80s movie. It, I love 80s movies. <laughs> well, I have my, I have a soft spot for 80s movies. If it gets kind of cra- too crazy, then I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, but you know, you have to laugh at those kind of movies. And they do, like this one doesn't take itself seriously. Like, you know, like a, like other 80s movies that were trying to like take themselves seriously. Yeah, if I can kind of jump on that because i was you know i i do feel like uh, i agree with a lot of the things you're saying and the whole thing about like her being like very sexual um and it's but it's like an empowered sexuality it's very mm-hmm. much like she's like i'm dressing like this because i want to she's like i'm making jokes about my boobs and like you know if i want to like have these boys out here and like she wants to go get laid she can but also like she's not gonna fucking suffer any fools like she's like yeah i'm sexy and stuff like that but i'm in control of this like you don't get to like like if uh, some creep is gonna gr- grab her boobs, she'll like punch him in the face or whatever. Like just mm-hmm. she's like and just it, because, yeah. And just then at the I'm same sexual. time, she has like a innocence to it too. Like she doesn't think that people like with them with the the boys like looking at her ass and stuff. She's like, ah, kind of thing of this. Like I don't. She doesn't notice kind of thing because she. I, I don't know if doesn't I would say focus. innocence. Yeah. I just think she's just kind of like well, in charge of it. You know, yeah. oh, like okay. she she yeah. takes control of it, and and if somebody else tries to take control or like do something that she is not comfortable with people just think oh well because she like acts this way that means i could just take it and she's just like no mm-hmm. no like she's like uh-huh. i'm in, i'm in control i'll make a move uh, if i want to make a move and like you can and, like you know if it's consensual between us that's cool but like if you're just going to be a creep then that doesn't fly and i think that's a really really ahead of its time message for a movie that came out in 1988 and i was really mm-hmm. surprised at how kind of like progressive this movie felt and how just like almost modern it felt with a lot of that stuff with Elvira and I and I it caught me off guard I was not expecting it. I was expecting just kind of like just like jokes and stuff like that and she's just kind of like well how did I get into this one but I really enjoyed it for that I also just really liked the movie a lot because it reminded me a lot of another movie you suggested Fred and I think you guys know what I'm talking about Ernest Scared Stupid which is yeah. you know <laughs> a movie that I like I kind of enjoyed but I think that this one was um a lot better for me um, like I would go back and rewatch this one for sure because like maybe on Halloween or something, because mm-hmm. I feel like with Ernest, it was like, they both are like kind of eighties icons that they're like, okay, well 
like Ernest got started in commercials. She got started in kind of doing these like late night B movie, like, you know, like commentary things. And they were like, okay, they kind of blew up and then they got their like own movies and stuff like that. Whereas like Ernest Scared Stupid, it like, it's fine, but it doesn't feel like a natural progression for the character. Ernest was like, hey, Vern, let's go, you know, like selling cars and like talking about lawnmowers and stuff. It doesn't really feel like it lends itself naturally to like a spooky movie like this one does. Nothing against Ernest, but like this one, it's like, yeah, this, she would go and talk about like spooky B movies with like bad acting and like monster, like cheesy monsters and stuff like that and ridiculous plots. And she went and, and like, that's exactly what this was. It it fits Mm -hmm. exactly with everything that she'd been doing. And it really works as kind of like a cheesy 80s B movie, almost parody, but like a love letter at the same time. Like it's, it's paying its respects while also like kind of being like wink, wink, like when she just like looks directly at the camera and she's like, well, that's convenient. There's also, it's also (laughs) really fucking funny. Like this is a really well-written movie. Like there's a lot of the like puns and like, like kind of like little like, like jokes. They're just like a smattering of them every like, you know, a couple minutes. There's another one. They're always funny. And then there's like a lot of really good, just like visual gags in it that I liked. It's, it's just kind of like just across the board. I felt like this is a, this is a like, great cult movie like it's the definition mm-hmm. of a cult exactly. movie for me mm-hmm. exactly i mean it the it it got created because there was a cult following of alvira i i would have to imagine um but yeah no and then like going to your like it defies like expectations and break stereotypes in a way is that she basically like i want to add that she basically falls for a straight like a what would be considered like a straight man you know like just like the to- the kind of tonal and and mm, polar opposite. I, I would okay. like to say that it was because he was very attractive and buff, and that's why she went after. He him. is very yeah. He's very attractive and buff, but he's but, very straight yeah. edge too. But, but, I think, I, but I think that's what makes yeah. the, the that's their the I think their comedy angle, in the sense mm-hmm. of because she's so assertive, uh, with her sexuality and everything, that to have another person just kind of go with it like easy like oh yeah let's do this wouldn't have the same kind of sense of humor to go throughout the whole movie as a guy who's like oh you know i'm she wanted to go for the kiss and he gets in his truck and takes off because he doesn't even realize yeah. it <laughs> it's, it's things like that that that's where you get those little jokes that's, that if the, if the guy was more that of, i would do yeah if this if this guy was more assertive like her it might have wound up like a one-night stand kind of thing because then there would be no mm-hmm. real kind yeah. of way to keep this this kind of joke flowing mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta have one person kind of like playing uh, straight, one person mm-hmm. being kind of over the top person, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? Well, pretty much, you guys said a lot of stuff that I like. Pretty much, uh, you read my mind on it. So, I'll kind of delve into the things. Um, not that I didn't like it, I, I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it's definitely a cult movie. I'll tell the, the, the listeners right now. We're not watching it for the story. It is <laughs> the, the the story doesn't really get. Well, into I beg to differ, but I'll, I'll talk about that. Yeah, the, you don't really get into the business until like at the one hour mark. Yeah, which I, I, that's I noticed. True. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of an hour of just Elvira being Elvira, which is great. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. that's the, the 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 best part of it. You're watching for her, but I mean, I won't lie. The other actors and everybody else in the story is pretty meh. Um. But yeah, like like if you go for the comedy, you go for the gags, you go for Elvira. That's the main thing of it. Um, story wise, she just 
um, she's trying to get a she's trying to get a uh, a deal in Las Vegas. Yeah, the Las Vegas show, and she needs fifty grand. And then she finds out that she's like a a um her I know her aunt died. The, the, yeah, yeah, her aunt, aunt. A great aunt died, and she has an uh, something to inherit, and she has to go to the will mm. um reading. I like this pretty yeah. straight edge um, conservative um town. Yeah, so that's where you get all the, the the good humor for it because everybody's like, you know, they contrast her, and then she ends up finding out that she gets a house, and then there's a book and a dog, and she's kind of like upset about it because she was hoping to get the money so she can start her show in Vegas, and then hijinks happen, and everything happens, and you find out that there's a a cousin or some or an uncle who's like a warlock and yeah. or a mm-hmm. demon kind of thing, and mm. he wants the book because it's like, you know, a Necronomicon or something like that. And the whole plot is just them trying to, her trying not to fucking die because the whole town's against her and they're like, oh my god, she's so different and blah blah blah. And then you know the the uncle gets the book and he becomes like a demon and then it's like a race against time trying to like get the the ring off of him. I guess there's like different artifacts and all this stuff. And you find out that Elvira's mom was like a really powerful witch. Which was also played by Elvira. Cassandra Priestin also yeah. played her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with her natural hair color, I think, too. Oh, man, yeah. she looked mm-hmm. amazing there, too. I was like, damn, girl, chill. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, and that's pretty much the basis of the plot. And then at the end of it, everybody's like, hey, you know what, Elvira, you're all right. And, you know, the, the town really greets her with open arms and everything. And it's like, all right, you know what, man, like, you're all right. You helped us out, blah, blah, blah. So that's pretty much the gist of it. And one, uh, But, yeah. Sorry, not really the most important part of the the, the movie. You're kind of just there for her. Um, uh, she pretty much steals the show all the time. The, her Corvette, or is it a Corvette or is it a Bel Air? Oh, maybe it's. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. It might. Uh, her, her car no pretty idea. much is so badass. I want her. Car Hers so a, the, the what is it, like the Macabre Mobile or something? Yeah, or the what Macabre they call it. or something like that. The thing was so. Well, sick, like, yeah, but... it's a black. I think it's it's a Corvette. Um, the interior mm-hmm. is kind of like I want to say like polka dotted black and white. Well, white with, with black polka dots. Had, like, or like and that. then oh yeah, and then the steering wheel is like um chain uh metal chain and then the skull in the middle yeah it was pretty it was pretty cool oh yeah but yeah but lastly i guess for me the only things i didn't care for is like sometimes it was kind of cringy for me no it was a it's a a, i believe it's a 1959 thunderbird Thunderbird. Mm. that's a that's a nice car Mm -hmm. i don't even know about cars but i know that's a good car (laughs) i mean it's customized so it's not like a hundred percent you know No, definitely customized. I mean, everything, even the grill has like, like the bags spider webs. and spider webs and all that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there were times where the movie was kind of cringy. I'm not a big comedy guy, so I'm kind of like, okay, I like the visual gags more. Um, but yeah, mostly the, it was cool. But what I really liked is it was like an homage to all the shitty horror movies that she like yeah. posts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I kept telling myself, remember what she does. And then she even talks about it. She's like, "You ever seen I Love Satan or something like that?" And it's so oh, yeah, bad. Roger Corman movies. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then so. this, and then she shows or she screens basically um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which Tomatoes, is like yeah. one of the most yeah. infamous uh, bad yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was great. So you kind of have to remind yourself, like, hey, you're going in it for like Elvira, and like th- they're pretty much. They know what they're doing. They're making a B mm-hmm. shitty horror movie co- comedy, 
but at the same time it's like an homage like derek was saying like to all that old stuff like plan nine from outer space tag of the killer tomatoes all that great stuff Mm -hmm. but other than that yeah i mean it's a great cult movie i enjoyed it like i said for me just occasionally cringy but yeah other than that and i will give a disclaimer though people are gonna go out and watch it it's very like handsy Mm -hmm. i was Mm -hmm. very blown back i was like oh my god for 1988 this was like really i think we mentioned we mentioned the level like earlier i mentioned yeah the moment yeah. that i'm like but oh, no i'm just saying like <laughs> like i'm like if you were to try and make a movie like that now it would not fly oh, i yeah. think no. everybody would lose their shit everybody like i fucking dare you this is this is wop on film kind of thing like but yeah, yeah other than that, it's great just i want to let everybody know like even i was like blown back a second i was like oh okay all right that's what i'm in it for cool but yeah, that's me. Wow. Uh, so unenthusiastic. Let me blow your minds, people. Uh, so this movie, it, it starts off. All right, I'm gonna put it to you guys like this. It starts off like a day in the life of Elvira. Okay. Alan, you you put no emphasis into this. I'm gonna sell this movie for so everybody. The story wasn't the best part. No, that's what you said. But no, this is this is really great. So if you ever got to see Elvira do her show. That's what you get to watch from the get-go. The humor comes in when they start to break down the set because they're gonna do uh, a news a newscast news, right in the yeah. middle of the news. It's gonna so the weather thing hits her like that's that's humor already because the way you see her show and the way it ends, all of a sudden you see this other part that just kind of gives you a little joke, ha ha ha. So it starts off real great, and then then right away you get to see how much of a badass woman she is when one of the guys basically tells this new uh, executive, hey, she'll sleep with you. And she goes, oh, hell no, I'm not going to sleep with you. And just, boom, knocks him out. So right from the bat, you get to see who Elvira is. Yes, they do that little montage when she's driving from town to town. Uh, you know, for, I mean, from her part to the next part after she finds out. Because her goal, her ultimate goal with this whole show and everything was to be able to to do like a Vegas residency, like a, a beautiful show. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, can man, you're not proven. Before you, if go, you... before you go ahead. Yeah. Can you describe? Can you explain to me like the Amish people? Because they were like totally okay with her, and I really like digged it. <laughs> it was just. I don't very... think they were okay with her. I just think it was something they... different, is what I'm they assuming. Were, yeah, okay. I thought that I, was I, like I, a reference because the whole joke because the whole joke first starts with like the ketchup and the stuff on her boobs and the the hot dog yeah. like in the mm-hmm. chest. So that's so there's stuff. She okay. So you guys completely skip over the best, like, Michael Bay. See, like, Michael Bay probably was watching this movie going, like, oh, shit, I just creamed myself, and this is what I'm going to do. She spills the gasoline on the ground. The oh, guy yeah. throws a cigarette down, and there's the biggest fucking explosion that you've ever seen in your life as she's driving off in her car. So, like, right away, like, you guys are skipping out some of the good stuff, all right? You guys are making this movie seem really bad. I'm telling you guys, it's really amazing. It's the biggest. It. It, it's the biggest explosion. No, no. I'm saying it's the biggest explosion you've ever seen. Michael Bay. I I have to assume. Michael like, Bay. Who? That's it. Michael Bay. Who? You know, he saw that and was the like, "This is of it." The island. He was like, "This is what's gonna." This he 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 probably looked around and said, "People, this is my future right here." <laughs> I that's just the assumption I have because it was so Moves powerful. And explosions. Yeah. That's, that's his whole. That's his whole career. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then boobs were, you know, boobs are timeless, but sometimes you can't put them in the movies. But explosions, always. Uh, but yeah, so then they gave this little montage. I like the whole almost like Footloose type of style when she reaches the town. Because there's like, yeah. you can't be happy, well, like, you can't be dancing, you can't be this or that. Oh, no, yeah, yeah it's Footloose. Oh, yeah. But no, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Flashdance. When yeah, she does they a water reference Flashdance, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Flashdance. But, but I'm like, Carrie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I like those little things that, like, when you start watching it, there's those little things in this movie 
all her quips that she has are are her quips. Like they don't, it, it they they play she, the character she correctly. Wrote, she wrote it as well. I I, saw I believe the so. That she's yeah, I'm like part of it as well. And that's why I think that's that's where the sense of humor works so well. I do like, like I said, the way that at first it starts off like a day in the life of stuff, where she's just trying to get her inheritance, she's just trying to get money, she's trying to do this thing, and all of a sudden there's this deeper story of a, of the dog being her familiar. Uh. Her mom being a, a, a witch that's apparently, I'm assuming, had lived for 300 years or for a very long time. Uh, her great aunt, too. And then the the great uncle. Uh, yeah, it got to be a great uncle, I guess, if it was a great aunt. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, all of a sudden you go from like a movie about just Elvira and like normal stuff to almost her being in one of her movies or her her her. her uh, just like you guys said, just the in one of her B-style movies, yeah, her B-style movies, to the point, to the point, mm-hmm. they almost light her on fire, and I thought that shit was <laughs> hilarious too, because they tried to do her a witch, and it, it it works well with the humor and everything. Just like when she tries to do the magic and she's reading spells, and the spells all are like, oh my god, this is a um, what do you call this that? Is a, a casserole. Uh, casserole. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is yeah. Cause yeah. She, she, yeah, she reads it. She's like, oh, casserole, oh, casserole or something. It's like, oh, it must be a casserole. Let's make it. And then when she remakes it, but because she didn't use the correct ingredients, I think she, she said like she used hamburger, hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I use hamburger helper to make it. All of a sudden, it turns into this aphrodisiac instead of like a giant monster. Because that's the assumption you had when you saw the crock pot again. You go, oh my god, it's gonna be this crazy monster and it's gonna eat people. And no, and it turns out making everybody a bunch of hornballs. And that's funny when it works with the town oh, no. because they they were they that's weren't they They're weren't uh, they were so prudish yeah that it just works and then you feel bad for Elvira because they don't want to give her a job like so it it really you really feel down and out for this character and then she really makes it back up. I will say though, the end scene always tripped me out. And I think I, I read something that like I I think yeah. they weren't gonna add that in originally because the studio was like that's gonna be too expensive. But then they added it in once they saw the movie. They were like, no, it kind of needs that part at the end. So I think that's why it's just so it feels like it's the movie and then that cutscene of her dancing. Which, mind you, when I was young and I saw that, I was like, yo, this is it. I don't even give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what's going on. But it, but what I'm saying is, even though it's there, everything that's there, even though you might feel that it's gratuitous or maybe she's just showing off too much or anything like that, everything that's done is done with a purpose. Because even though there was that dancing at the end. It's mm-hmm. not just her dancing, but it's her Vegas show that you get to see at the end. So you get to realize that when she got the money from the uncle, she went to Vegas and was able to do her show. And that's what you get to see. You get to see her show at the end. So from start to finish, she she achieved the goal that she wanted to. And you had a little uh, horror movie. So I think this movie, in my opinion, works as a good 80s movie, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense of, of just a story. But like you said, it also works as a good Halloween movie. And oh, in the yeah. sense... And in the sense of of uh, this movie reminds me of, ju- you, and you you hit it right on the nose, Derek. It, it, of mm-hmm. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. Ernest Ernest movies. Ernest consistently did different jobs in every movie. Mm-hmm. So it was constantly like him doing different things, like uh, I, whether he was a trash guy or not, but he would be like, oh, I'm gonna help basketball or in the army or this or that. So he always had a thing to do. So that scary movie, but those movies were always for kids. They were always central around kids. So the way I look at it is if you want a wholesome, kind of like that B-story kind of Halloween-y movie, you mm-hmm. would go for an earnest movie. Because the jokes are clean, and there's humor, but it's a clean movie. Now, 
if you want mm-hmm. a little bit of the of the scary, maybe a little bit more of the of the underhanded jokes, uh, a lot of the, the puns, you would go with Elvira because that's more of an adult movie where you're gonna mm-hmm. get all those jokes about you know faces and chests and sitting on faces and all this other you know all the jokes that they have, which are hilarious because even though it sounds bad when you say it, when you hear it, they work. They work in the scenes. Yeah. They don't just throw mm-hmm. a joke just to throw a joke. It works in the context of what it does. And I think mm-hmm. that's the only reason why it works. If you were to do this movie again right now, I think the only way it would work is if the humor works with it. Like you can't make you can't make handsy stuff just to be handsy. Like the joke's gotta work. Like it, it has to it has to work in it. Like, did you guys ever watch um what was the movie? This is the end? Oh yeah, I love yeah. That movie. Okay, re- remember, remember how uh, Hermione? They were like, "Oh shit, we got Hermione!" But when she hears it, it sounds like they're gonna want to rape her. Yeah. And instead, she beats the shit out of them because uh-huh. she thinks oh, they're gonna yeah. get all handsy. So, yeah. like, what I'm saying is, like, a joke like that, you would, you would say, if you just say that in the context, you're like, "Well, that sounds terrible." But if it plays correctly with the right joke, it works. And when you watch it, you don't walk away with like, a, oh, "I feel dirty." But more like you're like, haha, that worked, you know. Whether you laugh hard, you laugh a little bit, but you go, oh, it worked in that context. And that's what I feel about this whole Avira movie. Every every joke they have, even though it might be crass, even though some people might be like, well, this isn't really my type of humor. I think it, if you look at it, it works well, and people will see it that way. And I think that's why it stands the test of time. Even though people do get handsy on her, she fights back. You know, she mm-hmm. she shows you that that's not right. Uh, when she wants to get and, handsy with a person, that's okay, and that's yeah. the consent part. And the jokes work with, so it all it all goes hands in hand to make yeah, a really I, good, solid I mean, movie that you can enjoy I mean, and you don't feel bad at the end of the day watching mm-hmm. it. Like you don't feel dirty I mean, after you're done. Yeah, Googling and I booze. mean, let's let's be truthful here. That still, you know, like it was, it's it's there's reform starting and all that, but I mean, that is kind of like the truth in in certain things like you know guys are still handsy women are still handsy I, i'm not mm-hmm. sexist or whatever but yeah like that like you know people are, are try people try to take advantage some people try to take advantage of other people and it's stupid and sucks but yeah in this movie like you see that you like kind of get that oh no i'm not going you know they're not going to do that you know kind of fighting back and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah I, this movie came out of, like 25 years before the me too movement it really feels like yeah way ahead of its time <laughs> yeah exactly um no the thing that like i think it was derek that that's or no it was alan that said about the whole like oh yeah like it's a whole build up and then and then the the you know the scary stuff happens and stuff the, the, in that sense it kind of reminded me of and i think that's why i didn't really mind it in this movie because like i grew up with that that was like my first scary movie is um miss i don't know if you know it's on disney plus right now but mr boogity mr. boogity basically yeah mainly the first half is all exposition and stuff like that i think it's not it's not just it's just in the last like maybe 15 20 minutes that all the scary stuff kicks off and stuff and then it ends kind of thing and i feel like yeah in that sense that this movie had it so it, I I understand, like, yeah, with the whole, like, it was a lot of expedition, not too much scary, but for this, like, and I think it's the the time of the era, it, kind of, it worked for me. Yeah, that was a just random idea popped back <laughs> in my head. Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, there's a lot of, like, movies where they're like, okay, we have, you know, like, a character that's, like, always in this certain situation, like, you know, you, you have, like, your earnest 
or you're you're Elvira, or you have like Wayne's World where they're always in the basement and stuff. I or, felt. Uh, I felt like this was Wayne's what? World too. I felt kind of like Wayne <laughs> that this was like Wayne's World movie too because it's you know you you take it it's like kind of like um what what uh Fred was saying kind of like what at the beginning that that's what you get like that's was what you normally saw in like an Elvira show and like in Wayne's World like when they open up with their show that is what you see and then you kind of exactly. like get pulled back it's like the, out uh, of the scene and then continue it, on kind of thing it's like the uh, I kind of call them SNL movies like Elvira mm-hmm. yeah. Ernie yeah yeah Wayne's World all those like SNL mm-hmm. characters they end up getting like a theatrical film yeah exactly and then it, and it always does that and I'm not gonna lie that's always really cool I was always a big fan of that. Like I love the opening for Elvira. I mm-hmm. always liked, like, um, let's see. Oh my God, what's that one? Superstar. It kind of had that. Oh too. my God, Superstar. Yeah. That movie was yeah. fun. Um, you know, Night yeah, at the like Roxbury. all those. Night yeah. at the Roxbury. Yeah. Later, thank you. And I think it's it's a tough thing to pull off, but when I think it's oh, the ladies, well, man. it works. Yeah, it oh, works yeah. really well. And I think that this movie is a movie that does a good example of taking a character that's in a very specific situation and expanding on her world, like all those kind of SNL movies. Another, and I, I like that they just went full, like, okay, like, there's fucking, like, magic and shit, and she's, like, got this magical ring. Like, they went full into it. The only other movie that is, like, I think sim- that is something similar that's kind of like, oh, it's, like, these characters that we know from a very specific thing is um, Bill and Ted, because those are just, mm-hmm. like, Bill and Ted were just, like, uh, the, the, the guys who wrote it um, were just, like, they were just, like, put on skits at bars, like, when they were in college for these two stoners, and they're like, oh, well, what are we going to do if we make a movie about them? Let's just make them fucking time travel and meet the most important people in the world. And, like, if you're going to do something, like, you're going to make a movie about these two characters, it's really interesting if you're going to, like, or in this case, one character, you're, it's really interesting if you just take them and, like, take them to, like, the most fun, weird, interesting place you can. And that mm-hmm. mo- this movie really did that in spades. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you it's got like, it. You, you it's, that. it's that term of like jumping the shark, but in the right way. Yeah, like you do yeah, something yeah. insane, but it fits. You know, it's done well. It's not like Superman too, where he just throws the fucking S, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" That was the best <laughs> part of that movie, though. It was the great. I, I just still go, "What the fuck?" He, was he, that like, and he, like, he pulls, what? he pulls out the saran wrap, and that? then he throws it. Mm-hmm. It stopped me for like a second, but okay. <laughs> My like, God, right, you got it, soups. Uh, yep, yep. Well, everybody, uh, I think uh, we we hit this one out of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your guys' at the end? What do you guys recommend this movie or not? Oh yeah, yeah, I would yeah, recommend it. I recommend, yeah, definitely. definitely if yeah. if you are a fan of 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 eighties, you know, like that that eighties movie of you know Killer Tomatoes and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know and especially plugging another. Um, episode of our podcast uh the void if you're a fan of like the void mm-hmm. and if and getting you know having the commentary of that kind of mm-hmm. um what commentary you make during that this is definitely the kind of movie you know i gotta say was. isn't elvira on an episode of scooby-doo too i, I think Probably. yeah I, mean, I, know, I think she has her own movie her. I think she has her own yeah, movie that's what i thought yeah. i just want to throw that out there i just i just mm-hmm. want to put that out there that she's done a lot of stuff yeah. and, and i just gotta say look if if i would say if you're not an Elvira fan, you should watch this to become one. But I don't think there's anybody that's not an yeah. Elvira fan. That uh, would like, be the I mean, wrong. If you're like a, a rockabilly like person who's like into horror and stuff, that always seems to be the kind of. I mean, I'm kind of like that too. I would like to say. Uh, like I would like to say no. But see, but here's the thing: 
I like to think everybody's a fan. I don't know a person mm-hmm. who's not a fan. And well, no, yeah, I saying, just like, want to put this out there. Like, uh, Elvira, if you're out there and you happen to come across this podcast and you want to send me a signed picture, uh, I'm your biggest fan. So, I mean, I'm just going to be real with that. Uh, I wouldn't say email, no. Yeah. Email undercastcompany at gmail.com. I would really hey, Elvira, appreciate it. Um, if you're listening, my phone number is. No, I can't. I can't do that one. But I would. I would. You know, a signed picture. I'll put it. I'll frame it back. I'll put it back there. I'll take one of those things down, and you can be right there always. Um, yeah. But can yeah. I just say, oh yeah, go ahead. Just one. I, I. This is like I didn't have a place to say this in the podcast. So I just want to say it before we end. But you know what um, thing I used to watch all the time that was like a similar like okay like now we're we're gonna talk a little bit and we'll go back to the movie. And mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. anybody else watched this, it was the it was uh it was like the most two thousands version of that kind of thing, which was dinner and a movie. Did anyone watch that? Oh, yeah. like fucking TVS <laughs> with a pre Legend of Korra Janet Varney hosting? Fucking nope. incredible. Like I know this is the most random thing, but it was the same kind of thing where like they have jokes and stuff like that, but it was like a cooking show, and then they were like, All right, well back to you know fucking like like Batman and Robin, like I remember watching oh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. On I that. know what you're talking yeah. about. I was yeah. never, yeah, Batman I was always like, just play the movie. Why? Why? I don't care about your fettuccine Alfredo that you're making. <laughs> I, yeah, didn't even, no, I didn't I'm even just... care about the cooking. I just thought it was the interesting host and it was yeah. cool. It was kind of like the I'll, same be, thing I'll be honest though. Elvira. Whenever I could catch Elvira on TV, because sometimes it would come out like super late at night, I would just watch it. Not even for the movie. I would just have it on just so I could see her come out every once in a while. So, with that, I gotta say this movie. A special place in my heart, always. Uh, I can't show it to my kids yet, but I hope one day I can. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my but gosh, with that, can you uh, ex- yeah, explain? Well, <laughs> uh, eventually. Eventually they'll know and I won't have to explain it. And we can just enjoy it as a Halloween movie. Uh, I believe this should be on your list with Hocus Pocus. This Ernest one. Those ho- Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, those Halloween Mr. Town Boogity. movies. Uh, yeah. So it's a Halloween town. Yeah, yeah, those those mm-hmm. should be. I mean, obviously you're gonna have another list, but I'm just gonna tell you right now. You watch Hocus Pocus, you watch Elvira, you watch Ernest Scared Stupid, and you watch some of those uh, Halloween Town movies, and then just expand your list. But watch those, watch those. Uh, those are my recommendations on on some of the, some of them wholesome, some of them uh, even just just a shit. But with that, I would like to say uh, thank you to everybody that's gonna listen to us. Uh, because this was probably the best episode we've ever done. I would like to retire, but we gotta keep going. Uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe we'll do the next Elvira movie. I don't know. I'll see about that. But with that, uh, we have been uh, the Undercast Company here with uh, Ariel. Thanks for being amazing. Have a good bye. How <laughs> long? Wherever time is. Okay, guys, thanks. A, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Derek. I'll see you guys in another life. Uh, and me, Fred. Uh, but before we leave, one one quick thing. Uh, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we've got we got YouTube. Two. We've yeah. got Apple Podcasts. We've got Google Podcasts. Uh, Spotify. Uh, search us up under uh, underrated podcasts on all of those if you need to get a hold of us mm-hmm. what was our, our uh, gmail again ariel it's undercastcompany at gmail.com and i also wanted to add that we also have um two more podcasts that that's um, right just starting out um we have uh you've never seen which is a podcast about cult movies and um movies of cinematic 
important cinematic history movies that at least one person has never seen. And so it's basically me interviewing them and getting their first impressions. And then we also have Derek's podcast of Gateway Episodes, which he tries to introduce people who have never seen also a show by telling... by having them watch an episode that is considered a gateway episode into the series. That's right. And and with that, we have been the Undercast Company. And thank you for listening. And I love you, Alvar. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.